Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Two Brothers channel. I'm one brother. Hello, everybody. And I'm the second brother. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Two Brothers channel. We have a new one for you tonight, a very, very good one. I'm rubbing my fingers together, my hands together, and I can't wait. I cannot wait. Over to you, Mr. Phil. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this one, the episode, we're going to title this one, Fear Not. Fear Not. F-E-A-R Not. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of those ones that, boy, you guys are privileged that we're actually dealing with this one. Because I carried so much fear in me for over maybe even 40 years, Mr. Kinley. Maybe 45 years, Mr. Kinley. Life riddled with fear. Now, before you look at me as Mr. Weak, Mr. <laughs> you know, soft, Mr. Anything Scares Him, let me tell you my credentials. <laughs> growing up in Nigeria. If there's anything that we teach you about fear, <laughs> it's growing up in Nigeria. Because, boy, it just seemed like since I was a kid, you know, obviously I'm big now. I am um, physically over six foot. I'm big. But I was not, I was not born six foot, obviously. <laughs> I was not born as imposing. There was a time I was a scrawny little thing. <laughs> and everybody, it seemed, took it as an advantage to whack my head. <laughs> I don't know whether I was something about me. I don't know whether I was something about how I was behaving. But everybody just had to take a shot and take me down. Anyway, colors, colors, so short. Growing up in Nigeria. Not only will your parents beat you, Aunties can beat you, uncles can beat you, the guy on the street can beat you. You know, after a while, a child starts developing fear. Because fear is now um, linked to pain in that child's mind. Especially when that child is completely powerless. In, you know, even the worst one is even your peers are beating you. <laughs> I can understand older people beating you. But when I was in uh, secondary school, I was usually the youngest in my class. For whatever reason, maybe I was considered um, bright. So they put me in school early. So I was usually the youngest. And because I was the youngest, I was always the smallest as well. And so, you know, not only are teachers beating you, not only are guys on the street beating you, even your classmates are between you and you're looking at that i'm in your class but yeah you may not you may be older than me by one year but we're mates and we poop <laughs> we're mates aren't we <laughs> we're mates aren't we oh my god <laughs> so anyway i'm laughing now because that is how a child learns to link fear with pain and then you go into the world. 
you know mr Kale, let me let you chip in how did fair how was fair introduced to you similarly but uh, i didn't get as much beating up as you were clearly um that's why you had to arrange my beating up for me uh, later <laughs> You might as well tell them that story. <laughs> that's that's for another day. That's for another day. Okay, okay. I arranged your beating up. <laughs> it's, it's it's you know a lot of it is to, it starts with society societal fears, where all the adults are scared, and in Nigeria the adults has a lot to be scared of. So if the adults are scared, who are you as a child? You know, mm. you're 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 just scared by default. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one day when my dad shouted, um, "I'm robber!" in his in his bedroom uh, because in Nigeria, growing up, there used to be a lot of robberies, and the and the adults were scared of armed robbers. So children were double scared of armed robbers. And one day, uh, my dad shouted, Ole! from his bedroom, you know. And uh, we all... <laughs> I remember, I remember we were watching a film in the in the other sitting room, and when we heard that, we, we, we all ran into each other first. <laughs> 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 this one got up running this way, this one got up running this way, we bumped into each other. <laughs> Confused. Uh, like, it was like, okay, it's happened. They're in the, they're in the house already, you know. <laughs> and this is a house that has, you know, burglar proof, as they call it, on the on the windows, burglary proof. So he shouted that, and everybody was scared out of their wits. That okay, they've they've gotten that. That is down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That is that. <laughs> oh Lord have mercy. So those, those, those are those are those are fears just in the house. Not talk about what the fears you meet when you go out to school and you you know you're kidnapping children, you know all sorts of you know because we're quite um, what do you call it? We're quite mystical in 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 Africa. So there's always this. Superstitious, superstitious things that can get you. Mm. So if you see money on the ground, don't pick it up because you turn you to, into a chicken. <laughs> Just things like that. <laughs> so you know before that is a trap. Don't pick it up. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Phil. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Kaleye. You see all those things. Like you said, I think it must have been something about me. I don't know what I was used to do then, but you didn't get enough licks like I did. But I was always, you know, but back to the story of dad and the screaming, screaming um, thieves. After we finished running into each other and, you know, falling on the floor and getting up again, I finally plugged the courage to go and check dad in his room. <laughs> <laughs> Open the door gently, quietly, you know, looked in, and I saw that he's sitting on his bed, and I'm like, only that. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, only that, I walked into the room, yeah, 
and the thing happened again. And he said, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it turned out it was a, a, a banana leaf <laughs> branch. A banana branch, a, a banana leaf branch. By the, by, you know, because I was the one that looked at it carefully. I like, ah, this didn't move like a human being. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, I miss it, but then we found out that the, the fear was real. My dad was not. My, my dad was not impressed. The fear anyway, was real, but the fear was real. We did exactly what we would have done if it was a real rehearsal. <laughs> 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 and we did terribly. All we did was run into each other and fall on the floor. <laughs> That's all we did. That's all we did. It wasn't like we went to get any any cutlass or anything to defend us. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because it is so hilarious what fear can do to you. That is a case where fear is not useful. That is a case where fear is useless. Because all it does is paralyzes you and it disarms you. Nothing, nothing positive comes out of paralysis. Mm. Nothing positive comes out of you being disarmed. Okay, so that was that. Um, you know, honestly, like Mr. Claire said, Nigeria being a superstitious society and Africa being similar, we really know about fear. But unfortunately, it goes unchecked. Then to make things worse, you now start getting stories about this God in the sky. This God is a jealous God. <laughs> and it's going to get you. So not only are you not dealing with people <laughs> that are going to slap you on earth, now you now have a heavenly slapper. <laughs> that is every time. time. <laughs> Some, some people, some people will be like, God slap Mr. Phil's mouth. <laughs> it's omniscient. We've, been there. We've done that. Omnipresent. Sorry? <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? It's omniscient. It's omnipresent. You can't God. run away. You know, when you know about God, man, you just realize that, wow. Anyway, so you're now introduced to this God that is so jealous in the sky. And when you see him, my goodness, this God is talking in hell just for you. For all eternity. <laughs> so now you've got bits from your peers, bits from people that are older, bits from everybody that can beat you. Now you now got uh, you now got potential bits from a cosmic heavenly bully. Because what other reference do you have than what you've experienced? Not even extended it to even cosmic level. Anyway, then they'll tell you, and then that introduces you to what I call morbid fear. Mm. So you're now now afraid of God because of reference. Check why you fear God. A lot of you fear God 
but you don't really know why you fear God. And you've not really checked why you fear God. A lot of you, all you have is morbid fear. Morbid fear is fear of someone because they were going to harm you, because they're going to kill you. You don't have reverential fear. Reverential fear comes out of awe, out of respect, out of love. A lot of you have just morbid fear, and that is what a lot of people are introduced to under the quote. Because you see, with morbid fear, you can be controlled. With reverential fear, you question. So they don't want you to have reverential fear. They want you to have morbid fear. Fear that God that will throw you in the hellfire. So guess what? All of you got all of you are going to church just to get fire insurance. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The motivation. Yeah. Jesus died for you so that you would get fire insurance. <laughs> Mr. Clay, over to you. <laughs> wow, you know, um, that's why the relationship with God, you know, was always built out of faith. It wasn't built out of friendship or love. And the first time I remember when I used to go to church when I was little, you know, it was always fire and brimstone preaching. It wasn't even prosperity preaching at that time. No, not at all. You know, some people, all they, all they, all they listen to a church is prosperity. <laughs> They've not even heard fire and brimstone preaching. Wow. Yeah, brimstone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you missed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we are laughing. <laughs> This is a personal development channel, and you cannot be personally developed without going through this journey. Mr. Claire, continue, please. So when you when you when you've been dealt with the fire brimstone preaching every Sunday, you know, you know, he saw you. You didn't think it is. He saw you. He's coming for you. Come and repent. You know, and you'll be repenting every Sunday. <laughs> It's coming for you, and for, from your perspective, shush, I stole meat from the pot. <laughs> Forgive me, God. You're going I, to hell. You are going to hell. I I, I, I was mean to Mr. Kaleye last week. I was mean to him, and I hit my younger one, and I... <laughs> Mr. Claire, carry on, please. Uh, you'll, be, you'll be scared, Steve. Oh. You know? So when it comes to your relationship with God, you're not seeing him as someone you love or somebody that you were meant to have a relationship with. You can't wait to get away from him, you know? Thank you. You can't wait to get away from him. And this is where the dysfunction comes from. Because on one hand, he's meant to love you. On one hand, is meant to die for you, to have died for you. On one hand, you're meant to be the apple of his eye. And the other hand, he's going to get you. He's preparing a place of demons and hell and fire forever for you. <laughs> and, and then you now have a 
schizophrenic relationship where you're like, God, I love you, but stay the heck away. <laughs> God, I love you, but leave me alone. <laughs> Is that clear over to you? And you, you, you get the chances when you read the Bible, when the angels appear to Joseph, to Mary. Thank you. And everybody, the angels appear. The first thing the angels say is, fear not. Fear not. <laughs> fear not. Mr. Clay, got there before me. The first thing they ever say, whenever there is a supernatural encounter with man, the first word from their mouth is, fear not. Because the, because, not, <laughs> because the guy is already <laughs> because the moment the guy shows beside you like this, you're running into the wall. <laughs> you're running into the wall. You're knocking yourself out. Lay, you know how it goes. This is it. This is it. If I can deliver his message. Imagine. So the guys will be like, I'm going to disappear in the scene. Hang on, fair enough. Just. Fair enough. <laughs> Okay, you're you're drinking at the moment. Yeah. So, isn't it interesting that when you actually now investigate for yourself and you actually get the book and you look at the character of Jesus, then you find out that hang on, if this is meant to be the physical representation of God, He had more mercy on the tax collector the prostitute, the people that were the underclass, the people that you would say are sinners. He had more compassion and more generosity and more love and interacted with them with such um, such embracive um, peaceful and accepting peaceful um, expression than anything else. When they wanted to stone the woman caught in adultery, what did he say? Okay, which one of you has no sin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't sound like the hell. <laughs> yeah. Let's deal with that. Let's deal with that because some people will be like, okay, so Mr. Phil. Some people like the devil's advocates. <laughs> it, um, they will have advocates amongst us. We see you. We see you. <laughs> you're welcome. We know you. We know what you're thinking. Mr. Phil, are you now saying that hell doesn't exist? Is that what you're saying? Guess what, Mr. Devil's advocate? <laughs> Listen very carefully. I am saying hell doesn't exist. Wow. But you can experience them. Hmm. What did I say? Hmm. Hell doesn't exist. But you can experience hell. How does that work? Very simple. 
it means that there is not a place created that is hell. However, we human beings are so powerful, powerfully created that we can create our own hell that we will experience with our own imagination and our own sight and place ourselves there. This might be a bit too deep, but yeah, let's start with that. Very powerful. Hell doesn't exist, but you can experience it. So, if you experience this, it's as good as it exists for you. (laughs) (laughs) So, whether hell exists or doesn't exist, really, at the final analysis, is not what is important. Are you going to experience it or not? Because if you don't experience it, then it doesn't matter. And if you experience it, then it must it matters. So that is why it is very important to understand your relationship with fear. Because we are capable of constructing hellish experiences for ourselves for no reason. We've just given an example. All we heard was, Ole! And our imagination took the rest. Our imagination was like they were in the room, like Mr. Claire said, that was down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And everything. We created all that. But does, does so, okay, don't let me, don't let me, you get my case. Mr. Claire, over to you. It is, it is, um, it is very important when we say fear not. We're bringing the same message that the angels bring. Fear not. Check it out. Check out your Bibles. If you are not, some of you, you call yourself Christian and you've never, never read your own Bible. So go and read the Bible where every encounter that the, devil, the angels will come and meet the humans and the person is fear not. Now, fear, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna steal another one from Mr. Phil before he says it. Stands for false evidence appearing real. Let me say that again. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. So it's not real. Whatever fear that whatever thing you're scared of is something that you have learned to be scared of. Because you were born with two fears. Hmm? Scientifically proven. Check it. You heard you heard it from Mr. Lay first. You were born with two fears. The fear of loud noise as a baby. The fear of loud noise and the fear of floor falling. And by the age of two or three, you've overcome those two fears. So everything else now is for something that you have learned. So it's false evidence appearing real. Mr. Phil, back to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Now, the good news is that now that we've established that we learned a lot of our fears and the mistake that could be made is that maybe fear is bad. That's not what we're saying. You see, one of the things that comes to my mind again is that when you don't know the use of something, mm. abnormal use. 
<laughs> is inevitable. So that means that abuse. So what we've done is we've abused fear. <clears throat> and I've actually even only literally lately, and that's why we keep saying read. Because I've been reading for over 30 years. And I only actually got this information, I think, three weeks ago from reading. That's I cannot articulate it. So are we saying that fear is bad? No. Fear is very useful. But can be useless if you don't use it right. What I learned very recently in, in, to be able to articulate it presently is that, see, if I have a physical pain in my body, my body is telling me there's something wrong. Take note. That's why you're feeling, it's telling you, oh, you've thumbed your toe. If you do not have pain in your body, you will get, you will go out, come back, and you'll be looking, ah, where's my feet? <laughs> <laughs> you will have left your feet down, you know? <laughs> you'll be dropping body parts everywhere because you shut the door on your, on your hand and you didn't feel pain and you walked away with your hands. You, you get what I'm saying? So pain to the body is very useful because it keeps you intact. Now, fear is the equivalent to your psyche. Fear is your psyche's way of pointing out there is an issue here. Now, it's not saying to be afraid of that issue. It's telling you this issue be cautious about it. Be careful. But don't be fearful. So when fear comes into me now, I realize that is my psyche, just like my body pain is telling me there's something wrong. My psyche is my psyche's way of telling me, Mr. Phil, danger, be cautious. Be careful. And then... I can act because if my psyche does not tell me that, then things will happen and I will not be careful. And before you know it, how many people, how many times have things happened that you basically are of your, your psyche just warning you and you speak yourself just out of um, uh, intuition? You, you get what I'm saying? So that's what fear is there for. And until now, I understood that. Ah, before, when I, Mr. Kinney, honestly, when I used to feel fear, because from childhood, I hated it, Mr. Kinney, I hated it. So whenever I feel fear, I didn't like it. But now I love it, because now I realize, oh, that's what it's for. Okay, now, I can use that. What do you think, Mr. Clay? Hmm. Wow, that is powerful. That is powerful. Because that's not where I thought you were going, we were going to go. I thought we were going to get rid of fear. <laughs> so it's powerful that you're actually saying you're using it to your advantage now. Hmm. It's very useful. Sorry, Mr. Clay. Sorry, I caught you. No, because you have a better understanding of what fear does or what it's there for. You can now use it to your advantage. Hmm. Hmm. Simple as fear is fear is not bad. Fear is useful, just as pain is not bad. 
pain is useful. Understand. That's why I said, look, what we're giving people on this Two Brothers channel, what we're giving people on this Two Brothers channel is priceless information. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Real life information. Not just information that you read that you can't use, that you can't use right now. And if you think you can't use it, drop us a comment. Whatever is not clear, we're not going away. We will break it down. <laughs> break it down for you. Because our motive is to empower you. Our motive is to give you tools that you can use. You know why? And I believe that's why I actually went through the journey of my life the way it is. Because would I really be able to teach about fear like this if I've not been dealing with fear that much? If I've not gone through it to be able to relate yeah sometimes i think oh did i have to have such a hard journey mr B- mr lady didn't get as many licks as i got but hey i needed to go through that to be able to relate and be able to deliver and be able to understand and be interested enough be tormented enough to be interested enough to say you know what let's crack this and you see, so many times in my life, I've been very courageous because you see, I, I've, I've told you that that I've been fearful. All my life I've been care- fearful. But guess what though? While being afraid, I have moved. While being afraid, I have not stopped. While being afraid, I have acted. And that's all courage is. Courage is acting while you're afraid. Courage is moving while you're afraid. Courage is getting things done when you don't know all the answers and you're still scared. That's been the story of my life. I've been courageous by default. (laughs) And what comes with that courage is growth. Mm. What What comes with that courage is building muscles and growth. Because you're stepping out of your comfort zone into situations that fearful, but you're still soldiering on. Now you're gaining growth. You're getting powerful. You're getting stronger. So it's 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 um that's what you call a win-win, Mr. Phil. Of course, of course. Carry on, sir. Because other other people will see you doing things, and just like the story of David, you know. When, when, as the Bible said, he stood Goliath with his, with his um, catapult and three stones. But the reason why David was not afraid of Goliath was David has been doing that with lions, bear, call it, he's been killing them. So Goliath is just another one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know one of these fearful things. You know, and he said, you know, in the name of his God, you know, he wasn't, yeah. even, you know, so he had a bigger purpose, you know, to, to slay the Goliath, you know. So the the, the, the reason why I use that um, story analogy is to let you know that what you do privately. As you kill those small fears, the little fears that are around you, you know? Because I was talking to my mom about three weeks ago, 83 years old woman, 
83 years old and she was still fearful fearful about this fearful about that yeah what is it about this and i said when are you gonna stop being afraid i didn't know when it came out of me i just asked her when are you gonna stop being afraid and it's like it's one of those questions that they look at you like huh <laughs> are you supposed to stop being afraid <laughs> Like me asking, like, when, when are you gonna stop breathing? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of. Over to you, Mister Fu. And that is where the abnormal use comes from, and that is why we say read because that's where you get information. We're not just saying read because we're fanatics and we're. We just like to inflict the pain of reading on you. No, it's where information comes from. And obviously, even our own mother hasn't the information to actually know that she has been abusing fear. And because she's been abusing fear, fear has been abusing her entire life. Hmm. And unfortunately, because she's been abused, she's hurt. And hurt people hurt people. I'll leave that there. <laughs> so it's an abusive relationship with fear. But like I told you, just because I read, I finally got the answer a few weeks ago from reading. Innocently, I wasn't even looking for it, but I'm always looking for information. And then he told me, fear is to your psyche what pain is to your body. I'm like, ah! That is powerful and useful now. Because, like Mr. Claire said, you think the good thing is to get rid of fear totally. No, there's a reason why the universe in its wisdom gave you the ability. There's a there's a real amazing reason. So why would you get it's almost like when they said that they tried to get rid of bees, Mr. Clay. And getting rid of bees, they finally found out that my goodness, if you get rid of bees, all life on earth will stop. Will end. Just getting rid of bees those annoying things they are so useful to life on earth that if you get rid of beings peace we will all die so the universe in its wisdom has given us fear so that's the good news the good news is that from today on because you're privileged to be watching this video you now know that fear is just to point you it's almost like uh like you got like a what do they call those things mr claire where you look at the dials and the um okay. the dashboard thank you it's almost like you have a dashboard for your psyche telling you what is working right what is not working right when there and when fear comes it is now incumbent on you to say okay what is this fear and usually one thing that the book said is that our fear usually is 
hooked onto two things. Fear of losing something. Fear of losing something. And what's the second one? Fear of losing something and uh, I think the other one is fear of what other people think or what yeah fear of losing something is definitely one of them maybe by the time we finish this thing it will come back to me but there are two major hooks you know because what are you afraid of losing in that circumstance usually when you deal with that that fear goes and I think again Maybe fear. Maybe I think I'm. Maybe I'm not sure. But if I if I if I get it, I'll. If I remember it, you see, I have to go and read it again because, like I always told you guys, information is not yours until you listen to it. Listen to it over again, and it goes from your head to your heart. Mm. And the time that it will go from your head to your heart, you don't know. Some of you will think, "Oh, I'll read it two times." No. You may read it 200 times and it still doesn't go from your head to your heart. Then you read the 201 time and ping! So it's a lifestyle. So I'm gonna go and what did I miss there? So so but I definitely one is that you are afraid of losing something. Because if you don't, if you're not afraid of losing something, then what is there to fear? So whenever this fear comes, say maybe on the job, the government, the whatever, the first thing I'm like, why are you afraid of losing, Mr. Phil? Hmm. Deal with that. What's the second one? Anyway, Mr. Mr. Claire, what are your thoughts so that maybe the second one will come? The first one is powerful enough. <laughs> the fear of losing something, because that sums up a lot of the fears. You know why? Why you are you why are you afraid of a lot of things? Is because you don't want to you want nothing to change. You don't want to lose what you have been able to gather. Mm. You know in your life. You don't want to lose your parents. You don't. You know there's so many things that you just fearful of losing because it's out of your control, out of your power. So yeah, that one is very powerful. The one that came to mind was the fear of the unknown. But um, okay. But uh, maybe okay. that, that's not. But uh, you know what? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes, we just have to, we just have to bring it back whenever we can. Put in the description of this video. (laughs) Maybe yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Because I know there's another one. I know we're fed this fear, and there's. uh... We'll take that in the description. Yeah, we'll have to that in the description. Okay, so that's the good. We have given him a homework to do. So, what's the conclusion? Mm. Use fear. Do not let fear use you. That is the conclusion. Use fear to empower yourself, not to paralyze yourself. Definitely. Mm. Because again, you see, um, fear, people can use, if you have fear in you, then people can use that fear against you. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of metaphysical things that cannot work unless you're afraid. Mm. So they have to have deposited some fear on you to be able to connect with 
for those metaphysical juju to work on you. Governments, unfortunately, rely on fear. Because if they can make you afraid, they can then control you, they can direct you then. That's why I say use fear. Do not let fear use you. Because once you know how to use fear and you understand it, you now can see things clearly. Give an example of um, in the olden days when armies are arrayed. There are countless of uh, stories that say that when when they see the armies that they are going to fight at a distance, that is where the fear is the highest. Mm. Because the fear of the unknown. Mm. Ah, Mr. yeah, you're right. That's the second one. Fear of change, but it's not, it wasn't put as fear of change. Mm. It is, it is okay. So, haha. Those are the two things. The first one is what are you looking to lose? And the second one is you want to control everything that is happening. Mm. You're not letting, you want to control everything that is happening. So, you're not letting everything just happen as it is transpiring. So, fear of letting go is the other one. So when I'm afraid, I'm saying, okay, what am I afraid of? Um, what am I afraid of um, losing? And what am I afraid of that I want it, I want to control so much that I'm not allowing it to just happen the way it wants to happen. So there's a there's a philosophy that says choose what shows up. You find out that a lot of struggles in life is we don't want things to happen this way, we don't want things to happen that way. We and unfortunately for us human beings, there are too many variables outside ourselves that we cannot control, and that is the root of unhappiness for so many people as well. The root of unhappiness is trying to control everybody and everyone outside. Meanwhile, the key to happiness is controlling the only person you can control, which is you on the inside. So, what happens? When you are the person that looks at whatever is happening on the outside (coughs) and you accept it for what it is and you choose it for what it is, what does that mean? Even to the level of saying that you wanted, I wanted Coke. And this, I suffered from this as well, Mr. Kanye. I've suffered this because I'm very, very fussy person. I want Coke, but I got Pepsi. Ay, 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 before my goodness, I will, I'm so fussy. I will be so upset. <laughs> what I wanted was Coke. But I got Pepsi. I wanted room temperature cold. Coke. What I go? Look, one Pepsi. <laughs> what? The? And that is enough to get me upset. 
for nearly a month because I think <laughs> just because uh... my ice cold coke came as lukewarm Pepsi and what I have the journey has taught me now is and I'm still I will not I've not mastered it yet I'm still in training is when the Pepsi comes I'll be like ah so this is what shows up okay interesting hmm. all right this is an experience let me experience look one Pepsi forget about the cook choose what shows up and you find out that once you let go of controlling everything outside you from the inside everything outside you starts lining up to work in your favor because you now find out that okay from the lukewarm coke to a pepsi something might happen that will create an experience that you will see something that you've missed before or you've you have not because you did not shut yourself off so a lot of the issues that we have with fear is rooted in us trying to control our outside world and guess what you have little or no control that's where you have no control but where you have full control is your inside world and the amazing thing about that inside world is that once you control that inside world the outside world gets controlled mr Kelly. wow mr phil we're talking about frequency and yeah vibration. yes you know? And um, I'll just say, you know, that's so powerful. You guys are getting, you know, the frequency. You're not letting the Pepsi ch- change your frequency or your vibration. The inner peace is still there. You're, you're taking it on a journey. You're taking it in your stride. And you're forever winning. You're wow, forever that, winning. That sounds like a topic, forever winning. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> that is a few, over to you. That sounds like a topic. Let me write it down. Forever winning. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Forever winning. So, ladies and gentlemen, you I bet even the devil's advocate cannot say they've heard it and you would this anywhere else. <laughs> You've not heard this anywhere else before where fear has been broken down in such honest and clear terms to empower you. Where did you hear it first? On the Two Brothers channel. Not so that we can boast. No. But so that you know where you find it. I know that you know where you you are empowered and so that you can see that our motive is for real to empower you. On that note, this is us signing off and saying fear let's say it together mr clay fear no see you next week <laughs> see you bye <laughs>